Welcome to Timberline Windsor. Thanks for joining us this weekend. We are a church family that strives to let love live in every facet of our lives. We at Timberline Windsor desire everyone, every man, woman, and child that calls this church family home to be a part of Connections. To join one today, visit our website or download the Timberline app. Enjoy today's message. I want you to picture this with me. I want you to picture this. You're about to walk into a place, and even before you open the doors, you can tell that there's, there's just energy coming from the room. Like, there's, first of all, the loud, like, cackling, howling laughter. Anybody in here have laughter like that? A few of you? Or you're nudging somebody that does? Yeah? Okay. Um, and, and there's maybe confetti, like, like literally littering the entryway, and, and chest pounding music. You can tell there's, there's all kinds of energy coming from this place I'm about to enter. That's, that's something like the party that you're joining in on today. And it begs a question. What's everyone so happy about? Seriously, in the midst of all that we're facing, in the midst of the world, in the way in which it is, what is everyone so happy about? Today, we're going to encounter a question. That's today's question. We're going to encounter a pursuit. We're going to encounter a power. And so this, what's everyone so happy about, is right at the forefront. And in case you're you're joining us online or joining us here in person, and honestly, that's that's a question you're kind of asking. I'm looking around. I'm, I'm looking at the celebration, and I'm wondering... What's everyone so happy about? Then let me be the one that kind of grabs you by the shoulder and brings you in. I don't want you to go one more moment not knowing what's everyone so happy about. So here it is. We're going to have it on the screens here. Jesus's heart was to endure our consequence. That was paid on Good Friday so that anyone might receive the free gift of eternal life. That was proved on Easter Sunday. This is what we're so happy about, that Jesus paid our consequence fully and completely. You don't have to take my word for it. Isaiah 53, four through five. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. That's Old Testament language. Let's shift over to New Testament language where Jesus said about himself, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom many. 1 John 4, 10, this is love, not that we first loved God, but that he first loved us and sent his son to be the full propitiation, the full reconciliation paid in full for our sins. That is what was paid for Good Friday, on Good Friday. That's the heart of God, that, that why we're so happy starts with our account being paid in full by him. And then he proved it. 
on Easter Sunday. He proved it all accomplished. First Peter chapter one, verse three says, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. John 11, 25 through 26, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. So listen, you don't have to stand along the walls and guess what is all the energy in this room all about? What's all the the joy in this room all about? You can grab a fistful of confetti and toss it in the air and, and do a little happy dance yourself and join in the joy. I wanna keep throwing out all kinds of pieces of scripture here like they're, they're fistfuls of confetti. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Joy, rejoicing. Psalm 5, 11, let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you. Isaiah 61, 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. This isn't joy that we just conjure up and work ourselves into a spiritual joy. This is timelessly rooted joy circumstantially independent joy. And there is joy that, that like the Ross story, there's, there's stories all throughout this room of that kind of life-changing, life-transforming joy. Trust me, when you see that, when you grasp that there's stories of life change and God's miracle working power all throughout this room, that joy will be infectious for you as well. And you know what? We're a lot happier because you're here. We're a lot stronger as a church when you're here and a part of it. There's a special thing that we have with you here, and I'm not just trying to be jolly here. Let me explain a little bit more what I mean. Every single person, every single one of us has a binary response, like either or to that message that gives us such reason for joy. Every one of us has a response to that. It's accept or reject. What the Bible tells us is that that offer, that free gift is unconditional, unmerited, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, what's brought you here this morning, what state you find yourself in. That offer is extended to all of us. One of the most famous passages in all of scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then it continues. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. We all stood condemned already. God sent his son into the world in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, 
But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. We all stood condemned. We all stand before a perfectly, purely righteous God condemned for our sin. It's the ones that accept what Jesus paid on our behalf that are freed from that condemnation. And you can't be just freed from that condemnation and walk away lackluster worshiping. You are freed from that condemnation that we deserved and you throw a lavish celebration. So what is everyone so happy about around Easter? That's today's question. And there is so much reason for joy and celebration, noise-making, smiles, all that kind of stuff. And we're happier because you're here. We're stronger with you here. Let's, let's turn to that. That's talking about today's pursuit. Those that the Spirit of God draws to him, he also draws together. The church. That is today's pursuit. The question is, what is everyone so happy about? And the pursuit is that those that the Spirit of God draws to him, he also draws together as the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Don't ever miss on Easter that we're not just the body of Christ, those of us in this room and online. And then maybe we'll add in the other services and maybe we'll add in the other Timberline campuses. Well, maybe we'll add in other Northern Colorado churches. We are a part of the church for all eras, for all kingdoms, from all nations. We're a part of something big. Romans 12, 5, that is the hope of the world. So that we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. This is why isolated Christianity never works. A finger by itself is not a living body. A knee by itself is not a living body. Now, as soon as we say this, as soon as I say that this is God's pursuit, that as he draws us to him, he draws us together as the church, I've got a disclaimer. In grace and sensitivity, I know that there are many of you sitting in this room right now that have a problem with the church or have had a problem with the church. I have had problems with the church. In fact, there are a lot of reasons that people, maybe you, might not make church a regular thing. And if that's the case for you, I wanna start with this disclaimer about the church. It's twofold. First, we, the church, know or we need to know that we are seriously flawed. And two, we know and we need you to know that we are works in progress. Because in the midst of all this imperfection, we're family. You don't bail on family because of imperfections. Amidst all the reasons not to make church a regular thing, the Spirit of God is still committed to pursuing the church together. There is still change that God is pursuing in us personally and us collectively as a church. And that is aborted prematurely when we disconnect from the church. 
Some things, the church, we do need to change. Probably has to do with our social media posts or our hypocrisy lived out on the weekends or the church only cares about fill in the blank. We've got a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do to become more like Jesus. But see, maybe God intends for us to continue to be together because he needs you to help sharpen and change me into the way he wants me to be. And that kind of change, if you abort this church thing because the church is imperfect, we are. But God's still pursuing change in us and he wants to use you to do that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that he intends for you to stick with the church because it is certain that spiritual lone wolves get picked off easily by the enemy and the temptations of the world. You try to go this alone without the protection of the people of the church, it's easy for the enemy and the cares of the world to just pick you off. You're gonna need this, the church in this world. And as if all that were not enough, the church is simply missing something unique when you're not a part of it. Your perspective, your station in life, your experience, your passions, we desire you to be a part of this. God's word invites you to that together. Real and raw stories that we're sharing, like Christina's on the video that you saw earlier, invites you to this. Sammy's invitation to Summit next week invites you to unpacking this. And it's because those of us who have been pursued personally by Jesus and been found by him, when you experience that, you can't help but turn and want that for other people. We want this for you. We're not just saying we want you to come back to church for attendance reasons. We want you to be a part of the church because God is pursuing you, you. So if the spirit of God draws us together as he's drawing us to him, the question still remains, for those of us that have very serious problems with the church, the question still remains, how are we supposed to get through those very serious and very real issues we have? Willpower alone won't do it. That is today's power that God is in the business of miracles. That is today's power. Here come his scriptures again. Because whereas you and I feel like, I don't know that I can work my way through these issues that I have that have kept me from the people of the church. That's right. On your own, you can't. We can't. But God can do it. Jeremiah 32, 27, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Luke 18, 27, Jesus said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Job 5, 8 through 9, have you ever been to an Easter service where we quote Job? As for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He is a miracle-working God, and Easter Sunday proved it. His resurrection power 
proved it, that he is risen. Okay, long-timer believers should know that when a pastor on Easter Sunday shouts out, he is risen, you have a response to give back to me. And usually you don't just repeat, he is risen, you add indeed on the end. He is risen indeed, right? Seven o'clock service had all the excuses for not getting that right, but come on, let's go 9.30. He is risen. That's the power. If that is real, then nothing can keep me from being a part of his plan. Nothing is too hard for him to do if that is true. If his resurrection is real, that's today's power. And it's not just proved 2,000 years ago. By the way, proved by a resurrection that was witnessed by hundreds and a body that could never be found. If they could simply have found his body, it would have put an end to this whole Christian movement altogether. They couldn't, and we know why. But it wasn't just something, a power that was proved 2,000 years ago. It's still being proved in lives today. Baptisms show, him, show us that power. We can't wait for those baptisms to serve as an exclamation point to the celebration of this service, as if it needed any more exclamation points. Like those baptized that I saw last night at the Fort Collins campus, men and women of all kinds of ages with all kinds of life stories and scenarios, all proclaiming the resurrection power is real in my life. And how about the power at work in our world or how about the power at work in our church family when our youth, when our children found themselves on the bedrock of the cross and the resurrection? When our children found their identity and their values that I am a follower of Jesus, what's our future gonna be like when that's what we see and celebrate? Church, that is why I am so excited this weekend to share not hypothetical testimonies, but video testimonies and baptisms as a church family, seeing our youth rooted and grounded in Jesus. It's incredible, life-changing power. We get to celebrate that in just a bit. But once again, the invitation is not just for our youth or for people 2,000 years ago or for people who were able to somehow clean up their lives. It's for you. Our invitation is that your life uniquely, one of a kind shows us what the power of God is like. Your life uniquely shows those around you the power of God. And we want you to be a part of this family. So I would ask God to do a very special thing on your heart this morning. I would ask you to, to maybe pay attention to the quickening sensation if he's, he's working on your heart. You don't need to make sense of it all. You don't need to answer questions like, what will this mean for, for my family and my future and my relationships following Jesus? All of that can come later. As a church, we are committed to work through those kinds of questions. We're all still works in progress, figuring out different pieces of that. But salvation is not something that needs to be worked towards. Salvation is a binary accept or reject unconditional invitation. And it can happen right now. Right now. I would absolutely adore it if you chose, if by the quickening of your heart, you chose Sunday, April 9th, 2023, Easter Sunday, 
to accept the love of Jesus, to accept what he paid for you on the cross and what he proved to you on Easter Sunday. And so just like I've been pouring forward scriptures throughout this message, I'd love to take a time of prayer for God to do what only he can do. Would you pray with me? Almighty Lord, yours is the power and the glory. I pray that in this moment for any person that that is finding themselves for whatever reason, maybe unexpected, having their soul, their heart stirred and quickened to accept this gospel, this good news. I pray that they would not get distracted or caught up by all kinds of different questions, but that they would simply find themselves at the foot of the cross saying, Jesus, I see your love for me. I see that you're not waiting for me to somehow clean myself up or straighten myself up. You are pursuing me right now with the miracle of life-changing salvation. Almighty God, I pray that you would instill upon that person feeling that sensation that now is the time. This is a salvation moment. And they would simply and profoundly pray the prayer that in love, and grace, I see you, Jesus, and I accept you. And that that person would know that right now they can enter into the joy and celebration, not just present in this room, but in all of heaven that you rejoice when every single heart turns to you. God, I pray for those of us that that need to be drawn closer together as the church, need to, to make church a real thing for us. I pray that you would do your miracle working power in us by drawing us closer together. God, if there are things that we need to sort through or issues we need to deal with, they may be very real and very raw, but we don't do it on our own power. We do it on resurrection power. And we pray that you would draw your people together, healing us and giving us, entrusting with us the message of the gospel, the hope of the world. Jesus, it's for your glory and in your name, consistent with your character and your love that we pray all of this. We hope you encountered the love and power of Jesus in today's service. If you're interested in giving, For joining serving opportunities and much more, visit TimberlineChurch.org slash connect. Have a great week. Go be the church and let love live.